Hi, I'm Maxine McFarlane, a Jamaican educator living in the United States of America, and I'm a nurturer of minds and hearts. It is my pleasure to welcome you to this week's episode of the Teacher's Tribe podcast. If you haven't yet done so, please take a moment to subscribe and listen to previous episodes on your favorite platform. You can also find links at theteacherstribe.com, and I would appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm having flashbacks of little preschool and primary school children chanting, The months of the year are January, February, March, April, May, June, July. August, September, October, November, December. As soon as that thought ends, my mind darts back to a ring game that certainly reinforced the months of the year and developed our concentration. I can still hear the voices of my schoolmates blending with mine as we sang. Now, I'm not a singer, but I just want to give you an idea of what that was like. Those who born in January skip around... Those who born in January skip around. Tra la 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 la. Tra la 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 la. Those who born in January skip around. Jump out. And of course, we would go on to sing February all the way through December. And those who were born in those specific months would go, go into the middle of the ring and run around and jump out when the, um, that little verse was over. It's March 2021. What associations do you make with the month of March? Why do you make those associations? I believe you will also connect with my thoughts and association with this month of the year. Stay tuned. Passionate teaching is what we do. The joy of learning brings the light too. For parents and teachers everywhere. Let your children how much we care. of these monthly observations are you familiar with? I will share a few that are observed each month in the United States. Some are for serious causes while others are more whimsical. So let's start off in January. Did you know that January is observed as National Mentoring Month and it's also observed as Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month? February, American Heart Month, Black History Month, and National Bird Feeding Month. I didn't know about that one. March, Brain Tumor Awareness Month, Women's History Month, and Youth Art Month. April, Autism Awareness Month, National Child Abuse Prevention Month, National Poetry Month, and Sexual Assault Awareness Month. May, ALS Awareness Month, Mental Health Awareness Month, and National Foster Care Month. And these are just a few that I've selected. There are several other things designated for each of the months. In June, African American Music Appreciation Month, Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and National Safety Month. 
July, National Ice Cream Month. I'm sure somebody likes that idea. Family Reunion Month and National Parks and Recreation Month. August, National Black Business Month. Get ready for Kindergarten Month. Now that's appropriate. And National Immunization Awareness Month. September, National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, National Hispanic Heritage Month, and National Preparedness Month. October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, National Bully Prevention Month, and National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. In November, we have COPD Awareness Month, National Family Caregivers Month, and National Prematurity Awareness Month. I didn't even know that one, and I'm a pre- I was a preemie. And finally, December, National Drunk and Drugged Driving Prevention Month, National Tie Month, that's T-I-E, Tie Month, I didn't know there was such a thing, and Universal Human Rights Month. There are many other observances here in the United States and around the world. A couple weeks ago, I shared my black history in episode 29 in honor of Black History Month. March is observed as Women's History Month, and I am choosing to focus on that this week. As I said before, March is Women's History Month. All around the world, it is evident that women play a vital role and they are celebrated during this time. It is also designated to encourage the study of women in society. Since I was not born and raised in the United States, I am learning more and more about U.S. history as the years go by. I found the story of women's rights on the National Parks Service website and thought I'd share it with you. It says, The first women's rights convention held in 1848 marked the formal beginning of the women's rights movement. At the time of the convention, women were not allowed the freedoms assigned to men in the eyes of the law, the church, or the government. Women did not vote, hold elective office, attend college, or earn a living. If married, they could not make legal contracts, divorce an abusive husband, or gain custody of their children. Five women organized the first women's rights convention. Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Lucretia Mott, Martha Wright, Mary Ann McClintock, and Jane Hunt. When Elizabeth Cady Stanton, a Seneca Falls housewife and mother of three sons, sat down with the Quaker and abolitionist women and decided that these wrongs should be made into rights, they called for a convention open to the public to be held in Seneca Falls at the Wesleyan Methodist Chapel, July 19th and 20th, 1848. There, they presented a Declaration of Sentiments based on the language and content of the Declaration of Independence, stating that all men and women are created equal. They demanded equal rights of women, including a radical idea, the right to vote. An estimated 300 people attended the convention. The document was ratified and was signed by 68 women and 32 men. 
The first women's rights convention and the Declaration of Sentiments have earned the village of Seneca Falls a large place in the hearts of people all over the world. There is no major part of our lives today which has not been affected by this revolutionary document. And I end the quote here. While it is great to acknowledge the work and achievement of women from the past, I am pleased that it has become commonplace to acknowledge women in real time, not just as historical figures. Within the past year, many women have been acknowledged, and I want to highlight some of them. Let's start with Kamala Harris. She was sworn in as the first female vice president of the United States of America on January 20, 2021. We also saw Amanda Gorman's inaugural poem, Make History. She's 22 years old and she became the youngest inaugural poet in the, United, in the history of the United States on January 20, 2021, when she recited her poem, The Hill We Climb, at President Joe Biden's swearing-in ceremony. Next, we have Stacey Abrams, who founded the New Georgia Project and then Fair Fight, which were both instrumental in driving an enormous number of voter registrations in Georgia in recent years, including some 800,000 new voters between the 2018 and the 2020 election. You may have heard about NASA astronaut Christina Koch, who returned to Earth on February 6, 2020, after spending 328 days aboard the International Space Station. Her trip surpassed the previous record held by Peggy Whitson for the longest single space flight by a woman. We also heard about Jacinda Ardern's powerful response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Ardern became New Zealand's youngest female prime minister since 1856, when she was elected in 2017. In 2020, she was re-elected and largely praised for the way she handled the COVID-19 pandemic, setting strict guidelines and virtually eliminating the virus from the country. Up next, we have Dr. Jennifer Doudna and Dr. Emmanuel Charpentier. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Uh, One from the US and the other from Germany. They won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry. In October 2020, the Nobel Prize in Chemistry went to these two women at once for the very first time. It is the first time that the prize, which the woman won for developing for genome editing technology, was awarded to two women. And the pair are only the sixth and seventh women in total to receive this particular prize. And finally, I want to note Naomi Osaka for dominating in tennis. Not only did Osaka earn the title of highest paid female athlete of all time in 2020, the 23-year-old tennis star won her fourth Grand Slam title to date when she won the Australian Open in 2021. March 8, 2021 was recognized as International Women's Day, and I was inspired by many quotes and posts that were shared on social media. I suspect that Eleanor Roosevelt was a wise woman. I found two quotes attributed to her that are quite profound. The first one states, A woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is until she gets in hot water. Women are often seen as the weaker gender, and I only accept that general idea in the context of physical strength. 
I accept that there are some exceptions as well. In the grand scheme of things, based on my observations, women possess a level of strength and fortitude that is unmatched. It's unfortunate that in these times, women are still seen as inferior and situations are created that encourage that idea. The second quote from Eleanor Roosevelt is what I offer to all women and accept it for myself. She said, and I quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent, end of quote. Let's refuse to give consent to any shade of inferiority and stand in our strength instead. Many of the women who make the list among the notables are often prominent members of society or persons who have made significant contributions. I want to take a moment before wrapping up this episode to acknowledge and celebrate ordinary women who often go unnoticed. They are the backbones of their families or they work quietly in their communities without receiving accolades. They are often the wind beneath the wings of their family members who go on to succeed. Many of them are homemakers who sacrifice their own interests for the rest of their family. I had many of those examples in my family, but I want to highlight one today. And that person is my great-grandmother, Alberta Spencer. She was illiterate, and I remember seeing her mark an X to sign her name. Her husband died when their three children were very young, and she worked hard to support them and later her grandchildren. She farmed the land to provide food for the family, planted sugar cane and rice. She rode her donkey to the seaside to buy fish from fishermen that she would in turn sell to people in the community. I remember her breaking rocks to sell to the public works department and they would use that when, uh, when they were working on the roads. She encouraged and supported my mother to get an education, although she didn't. We cherish her legacy of being a strong woman who never backed down from challenges. I don't think she was more than five feet tall, but she was never deterred by anyone and would not hesitate to advocate for others. As Dr. Maya Angelou said, each time a woman stands up for herself, she stands up for all women. And I know that my great-grandmother, Alberta Spencer, we call her Holo, she was an advocate. I salute women like her who are the difference makers of the past and those who are around today. W.E.B. Du Bois recognized the influence that women possess, and it is captured in his statement where he says, There is no force more powerful than a woman determined to rise. I encourage you listeners to take a moment to acknowledge one of them today. It may be the custodian in your building, your child's bus driver, or the person providing childcare for you while you work. Consider taking it a step further by being an advocate if you can. Let's not overlook the fact that their invaluable service allows many notable people to shine. Until the next episode, walk good and one love. For the joy of learning, subscribe to the teacher's strike.